the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart radio station. Break the wall! I like Pierre Maguire and think he does a great job. But last night, he and Susan Sarandon should have held hands and driven off a cliff. My God. I don't necessarily blame Susan Sarandon for the mindless old lady has been drivel that she spewed last night on the telecast of the game between the Penguins and Rangers on the NBC Sports Network. I blame NBC for giving her the microphone and for giving Mike Milbury a microphone and that jerk from the Eagles and that twit from NASCAR. Of all the major sports, NBC does a worse job presenting hockey than any other network does with any other sport. It's like a broadcast out of the 80s. So hey, NBC, and you too, Sarandon, you sweet transvestite. Oh wait, that's Tim Curry. But guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Can't wait to go to the boulevard on Route 30 in Greensburg tonight for my Penguins viewing party. Lots of freebies, lots of hockey talk, and the NCAA games will be on too. I heard their wings are great, but... I have to find out if they're pull-apart wings or wings that are already pulled apart. You, you, you know what I mean. Some places have wings you got to pull apart. Others have wings that are already pulled apart. For example, the wings of Big Shot Bob, which are awesome, they're pulled apart already and prepared after they're pulled apart. I was at Cal's Canteen in McKeesport last Saturday. Their wings were excellent as well, but you had to pull them apart. I like those wings. Ground zero for me with wings way back when was Mohans and Penn Hills. You had to pull them apart there too, but I'm I'm lazy. And when you pull wings apart, those, what do they call those? There's a term for the full, the entire wing. I, I forget what it is. Like some people call the wings that are already chopped up and prepared wing digs. But, but anyway, uh, also when you pull the wings apart, you tend to end up splattered with whatever the wing is coated in. You know, buffalo sauce, barbecue sauce, whatever. Uh, Getting back to NBC. NBC doesn't do a great job with soccer either. Why does every voice have to have an English accent? And, And the terminology, which is so foreign, I mean, I get it. I bet most of you don't. Everything is done and dusted, flat track bully, Masterclass against the run of play. It's not standings. It's a table. You need a translator to watch the friggin' soccer game. Oh, and don't call it soccer. It's football. By the way, at one point last night, NBC showed a video that was supposed to be Matt Murray. It was actually Tristan Jari. Even their producers and editors suck. Then again, remember that run the Post-Gazette had? where they had the wrong goalie for the headline. I think they had a, a shot of Jari, and it was supposed to be Flurry. I forget, but they effed it all up. Then they had Hagelin scoring the winning goal, but the Penguins didn't win, and he hadn't even scored a goal, but yet there was a picture of him with a caption like that. 
Yikes. Okay, I got a, a story here from a paper that covers uh, UConn basketball, a New Hampshire paper. And it says UConn basketball, which has a coaching vacancy because Kevin Ollie got fired. And the list of their preferred candidates are Danny Hurley from Rhode Island, Tom Crean, ex of Indiana and Marquette, Thad Mata, ex of Ohio State, who's interviewed with Georgia, and then Frank Martin, currently the head coach at the University of South Carolina. I hasten to say that every single one of those names is also allegedly on Pitt's preferred list, right? So, let's say UConn gets one of those names. Pitt should get another one of those names. UConn's not going to hire all four of those guys. Now, if Pitt can't get any of those names, it'll be because Pitt's too cheap, didn't offer enough money, or because the prestige of Pitt's program has slid so much that those guys would rather go to a school that, at a glance, appears to be lesser than Pitt's program or not work at all. Let's go to Scott and Penn Hill. Scott, you're on with Double M. What up, big sexy? What up, man? Hey, I don't like the uh, NBC coverage, but I'm I'm happy they tried something new. It didn't it didn't work because I can't take four voices at the same time during hockey action, you know. But uh, you know, go to it. You know that that Philadelphia guy. He told Milbury he didn't, he didn't like him. I like that. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care if that guy likes Milbury. If Milbury likes the what was that, the Eagles linebacker? I just don't yeah. want to hear it. I mean, I'm a hockey fan, and I want to hear people who know about hockey talking about hockey. Milbury at least knows about hockey. He has a skewed vision of it. I disagree with him, but at least he's a hockey guy. Hockey's not going to attract any more new fans. They're just not. They've tried forever, going way back to Miss, uh, Peter Puck, the glowing puck, all the gimmicky stuff the NHL's tried. It hasn't worked. It's a niche sport. Where they've got to be careful, Scott, is if they keep having dopes like Susan Sarandon on going, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, that's going to make some people who love hockey turn off the TV. And that they definitely cannot afford. Do you think there's anything to the NBC being angry that they, they didn't go to the Olympics? You know, that had to cost them. And, and, they, and they punished the NHL by... Uh, having Susan Sarandon on a broadcast, no, I, I think that was just flat out incompetence and bad decision making. And if it cost NBC money because not as many people watched hockey, then NBC should have paid the way for the players to go to the Olympics from the NHL. Let's go to Brian in Greensburg. Brian, will you be coming to uh, the Boulevard in Greensburg tonight for my viewing party? Oh, I just I just heard you say that. No, but I was definitely thinking about Mo and Chicken, man. That sort of pre-days wings. Mo and Chicken just. So you're not chicken. coming to to the Boulevard tonight. Uh, what time are you there? Maybe later. <laughs> uh, no need no need to talk to you then. Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, Mark. Um, did I question for you? Did you think that goalies uh, late in the third period that was intentional? Oh, uh, he hit the Georgia when he moved the net. Yes. I do think it was intentional because the Penguins uh, were starting to turn the screw and build up the pressure, and they had the possession right by the net. I think it was a gutsy call, though, but it was the right call, yeah. I, you know, it, it's one of those weird things. 
Had I been refereeing, I would not have made the call. But uh, I respect the ref for making the call. It was gutsy. What did you think? I thought, I, I don't know hockey well enough, but when I saw it, I said that's a penalty. And when I can see a penalty live, I feel like it's a blatant penalty. And the announcers, Milbury, McGuire, they were all saying that uh, Sullivan worked that call. And when I looked at it... Well, Mike Milbury just doesn't think a penalty should ever be called the last two minutes of a close game. Yeah, but it was clear when he... You know what? If Mike Milbury thinks it wasn't a penalty, then I am for certain it was a penalty. And I love Pierre, but Pierre's that way too. Pierre doesn't think a penalty should ever be called in the last two minutes of a close game. Actually, Milbury's catch the last five minutes, ten minutes, a lot of minutes. We got Jim on hold. Stay on hold. We'll get you on the other side of the break. If you want to talk hockey, now's the time to do it. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. What's up, man? Legalizing something and doing it to the point of being stupid are two different things, stupid. The X at 105.9. I don't know what was more disturbing. Susan Sarandon last night on the Penguins-Rangers broadcast of the way the Penguins blew that game. And that was very disconcerting, was it not? Penguins up 2-0 after the second intermission. Rangers rallied a tie at 2-2 because the Penguins got lazy. They stopped skating and they stopped thinking. Plenty of sloppiness, plenty of bad passes, plenty of turnovers contributing to getting the Rangers a last-place team, let's not forget, back in the game. And then the Penguins got ahead 3-2. And you're thinking, okay, they had a momentary lapse, but they can lock it down now. They didn't. Rangers tied 3-3 and win it in overtime. I thought Rowney was terrible. I thought Ruedel took an ill-advised penalty. Latang got blown around on the play that led to the Rangers tying goal. Casey DeSmith led in a couple bad goals, including the game winner in overtime. The Stars didn't do a lot. Just not a good game for the Penguins, and that makes tonight, I, I don't want to say a big test because the Penguins are a playoff team and two-time defending champs, and they'll know when to get things going. But uh, in and of itself, a very disappointing loss last night. Let's go to Mark in Texas. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. Are you seeing an inconsistency with the referees? Because it seems like to me that... Inconsistent? You know, calling... The referees in the National Hockey League? How could you possibly say something like that? Well, nobody even said on the Hornquist I'm penalty. being sarcastic, Einstein. They're inconsistent so often that the only consistent thing about them is their inconsistency. All right, thank you. The refereeing's terrible in the NHL. On a good night, it's average. Mostly, it's terrible. All right, thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Jim in the car. Jim, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. uh, Big fan, have been for years. Oh, good. Um, Look, last night's game, I have a a slightly different take on it. I wanted your opinion. I, uh, I... you know, the, the, the idea that they, they, got, they got lazy with the lead, that they were overly confident and blew it, I actually think, and I've watched a lot of hockey this season, that this team right now is more susceptible to making simple, stupid defensive mistakes in any game, early, late, up or down in a game. It just doesn't matter. I, I find that they can just 
they have a guy that will just make a, a simple mistake. I'm not saying not playing defensive hockey. I'm saying just make an error. I find them more mistake-prone than other teams that I've seen recently in Penguin history. Do you think I'm reading into it too much, or is there a point there? I think there's a point, but but I also think you're reading into it too much. Uh, you know, they're still uh, a playoff team. They're they're tied for first place in their division right now. They were never going to run rough shot through the league after having won two straight Stanley Cups. Just too demanding. The schedule, the extra games they played over those two years... Although the 93 Penguins, after winning two straight Stanley Cups, did run rough shot through the league, had that uh, record-setting winning streak at season's end, but then they collapsed in the playoffs. What I'm more concerned about is the inconsistency of effort, the inconsistency of focus, the inconsistency of execution. Some nights the Penguins still look like world beaters, although maybe the fatigue factor is still more present than we think just because they've had a good record since the new year. Uh, don't forget, the Penguins in 2016 rolled over everybody. They were by far the best team, even when they were down three games to two with game six at Tampa in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I never felt like they were going to lose that game or that series, whereas last year they kind of survived. They were the last team standing, and maybe if they have to do that again this year, they can't. I I, I don't know. I, I won't be able to get a feel for it until the playoffs start because, as we know, the playoffs are a different animal, aren't they? Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about. When it really tightens up, where what's going to beat us is, isn't fatigue or, or playing within a system. It's going to be, wow, we're still making that dumb mistake and, and we're giving up a goal, and you can't give up a goal in a, a playoff. I don't know that they'll make the dumb mistakes in the playoffs. I would have to see it before I believe that's going to happen. Let's go to Dave in Moon Township. Dave, you're on with Mark. What's going on, Double M? Hi, Dave. Uh, I just wanted to say NBC's been horrible all year, but the biggest blunder I think they've done is, uh, except for last night, is they had two chances to have Crosby versus uh, McDavid on, and they had stupid like Wednesday night rivalry games on that barely matter. I think they've got to revamp every, no Sunday stars, no Wednesday rivalry. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I don't care about that. I mean, yeah. you're right, but I don't care. They should have Crosby yeah. against McDavid on every time. They should have Crosby yeah. against Eichel on and McDavid against Eichel on and Austin Matthews yeah. in every conceivable combination on every time. But they put too much stock. And again, this goes back to the old school way they view and present hockey. These dumb MFers think the original six still matters. And you look at the original six now. Bruins are pretty good. The Maple Leafs are pretty good. The Rangers stink. The Canadians stink. The Red Wings stink. The Blackhawks stink. But the original six is all over those games. And there's some big markets there to be sure, but they still act like the original six matters and they actually play the original six equally with star power, maybe even given the original six First blush when it comes to scheduling the games. We got Matt on hold. Matt, stay on hold. I'm Mark Madden. Don't forget, I'm at the Boulevard in Greensburg tonight for a Penguins viewing party. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X. And the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. We've been keeping pretty close track of the uh, NHL scoring race. And Gino's obviously been the hottest guy in the league since January 1st. But in the last 10 games... 
the guys battling for the scoring title have all been at pretty even keel. And in fact, Kucherov has uh, put it back at a pretty hot temperature as far as his production goes. Kucherov has 15 points in his last 10 games. He leads Malkin by four points. Malkin has 17 points in his last 10. McDavid, 15 in his last nine. McKinnon, 17 in his last nine. Stamkos, 14 in his last 10. Giroux, 12 in his last 10. So everybody that's making a run at the scoring title is legitimately making a run. And by the way, that debate about Geno being the best player in the game, never mind what he's done since January 1st of this year. But while Connor McDavid is averaging the most points per game since the start of the 2016-17 season at 1.19, Evgeny Malkin is second at 1.17, Patrick Kane of the Blackhawks third at 1.12, Penguins Crosby 1.11 tied with Kucherov of Tampa also at 1.11. Uh, you know, you got to give credit to. This is off on a, a, a slight tangent, but Chicago stinks now. They stink. Jonathan Tate stinks now. His role moving forward would be a third-line checking center on a good team, like Brian Trottier was when he came to Pittsburgh late in his career. That's not going to happen because Taves makes a lot, and for a lot longer. So Chicago won't be able to move him even if they wanted to. I'm sure he has a no-movement cause anyway. And if you pay him that much, you can't make him a third-liner. But he stinks, Taves does now. Duncan Keith stinks now. Brent Seabrook stinks now. And that's why the Blackhawks are way out of the playoffs now after having won, I believe it's three cups in nine years. Patrick Kane don't stink. And he's a little younger than those guys, but he's still really, really Friggin' good. Not quite at the top of the scoring race this year, but I've watched the Hawks play quite a few games, and he still passes the eye test where those guys I just mentioned no longer do. I'm real interested in what the Penguins do tonight against the Canadians. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about this at length at the top of the hour when we have the Hockey Night Show. But Antini Emmy is in goal tonight for Montreal against Tristan Jari for the Penguins. Niami, 7.5 goals against in uh, three games with the Penguins, but he's gone to Montreal, played in a backup role, has done more than that since Carey Price got hurt. He's split the goaltending. His goals against is 2.3, which is better than any Penguin goalie's average. How do you figure? Let's go to Matt in Cannonsburg. Matt, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Terrific. Hey, Mark. So as, a, as an off-ice official and also somebody that, that played the game of hockey, I, I think you agree. Where'd you play? Hockey. Where'd you play? What's that? Where did you play? Yeah, it's, it's low-level stuff. But yeah, that's I figured. Point. Where were you an off-ice official? No, I, I was not an off-ice official. I was an on-ice official. But the okay. point of reason why I'm bringing that up is, the game's already fast, and I'm a 37 year old. I have a hard time keeping up on the ice, keeping up. Hence, hence working at a low level. Exactly. So, right. knowing that these guys, and we all know that the the NHL has has this horrible horrible officiating. Knowing that the speed is is ten times faster than I see, 
Wouldn't you agree that having an off-ice official to be able to to keep an eye on some of the stuff that happens behind the play? No, I don't don't want that. The game's already been slowed down to a crawl by replay. An off-ice official to catch stuff behind the play would slow it down even more. You have video, you can discipline, you can find and suspend after the fact. I don't want this game made any slower than replay's already making it. If I had my way, I'd eliminate replay from everything except seeing whether or not the puck went in the net. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I'm not talking about from a replay perspective. I'm talking about, you know, the slashes and, and hooks that are from behind. Well, now, the do, play. You want, do you want to call penalties during the game based on the off ice official or, or suspend? You Correct. want to call penalties? Correct. They would call oh, that won't slow the game down at all, will it? It would, it would actually make it. It would slow the time. game down to a crawl. You would have to okay. relay the call from the off-ice official to on the ice, and then you'd have to switch the clock back to when the penalty occurred. It's not worth doing. It's a stupid idea. One befitting a guy who referees a low level of hockey. Stupid. You know, I think to myself sometimes, that guy will never listen or call again, and I'm grateful for that because he's stupid. Why don't we just slow everything down? I mean, like, seriously, do you guys have a lot of time to take five hours to watch a hockey game? Because I don't. Now, I know most of you are important than I am. I should think of that before I berate somebody like that, Jamoke. Let's go to Tim in Glendale, Arizona. Tim, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Big fan, big fan. Thank you very little. Uh, I was just wondering, with the auctions the Penguins have in the organization right now, um, with their fourth line struggling the way it is, what kind of moves would you make as far as bringing people up, sending them down, um, things of that What nature? kind of moves are there to be made? Well, I mean, Zach Austin Reyes will be back, uh, and Joris especially. Well, I would consider uh, giving Joris another look on the fourth line. Is there any way you'd bring Sprong up at any point? Boy, everybody wants to bring Sprong up, don't they? I wouldn't, no. Uh, I know Josh Owey, and you'll hear from him uh, next hour. He thinks it's something they should investigate because Sid played well with Sprong, and maybe they should. I just know they won't. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Nate in Hampton. Nate, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good, Nate. Hey, so I was wondering, how come... How come every time someone calls and references experience they have in a sport? Oh, I respect experience if it's good experience. Well, but but I don't like I don't hockey. like when people call up and say, "Well, I played Division three club hockey," and act like that gives them insight to an NHL dressing room. You talk about coaching deck hockey, Mark. I'm a world championship deck hockey coach. What it have you done? Doesn't get any lower than that, my man. Actually, it does the guys who finished second and third got the silver and bronze at those tournaments? They they were lower, but we managed to. Finish first. So sad. No, it's not really sad, Mr. Trump. What, what have you done, Nate? What What is your background in athletics? That's about what I figured. 412-333-9930. Let me tell you something. I have watched, I've been going to Penguin Games since the first year of the franchise and have been covering the team on and off since I was 19 years old and worked for UPI. Okay, so if you want to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, you can, but you can't tell me it's because I haven't experienced covering this team constantly. And this isn't beer league. This isn't whatever that Jamoke referees back when. Probably referees Army's team. I think you should throw Army out the next game. I've seen it all, and I, I know what I'm talking about. If you don't believe me, don't listen. 
In fact, that's going to be the happiest day of my life when no one is left listening and I could move on and do something important or maybe just die. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Sexy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Because I know more about a Nazi than any man alive. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time not to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and shop house, so please do check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Tom in Beaver Falls. Tom, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Hey, buddy. Enjoy the show. Definitely. Right. Hey, uh, I know you're a Breaking Bad fan. Did you like Better Call Saul? Oh, we've talked about Better Call Saul frequently on this program. It's due to come back this uh, this spring, isn't it? I, well, that was my next question. I haven't seen or heard much of it. I was just kind of uh, I was just wondering if you knew when it was coming back. You can always Google, as will I, once today's program is over. But I believe it's coming back sometime this spring. Uh, okay, buddy. Let's go to Ben in the house. Ben, ask Mark anything. Hello, are you there? Uh, no, Ben, I left a half an hour ago, but but uh, what's I, on your mind? I have two questions. May I ask them, sir? Yeah. Uh, have you ever eaten at the New York hot dog shop in McCandless? No, is it good? Where's it at? Uh, on 19, up north, about a half mile from CCAC. I have not. I'll have to try it sometime. What's your second question? Uh, well, I was going to say, if you have, do you like that or the Brighton Hot Dog Shop? That well, I like Brighton Hot Dog Shop hot dogs. I like the original, but I, I don't eat many hot dogs. My favorite yeah. hot dog in town, very underrated, yeah. it is at Five Guys. I like Five Guys hot dogs. Let's go Stop. to, and by the way, the best hot dog anywhere ever. And Josh always going to have one tonight, no doubt. Bell Center in Montreal. It's the best hot dog in history of the world. Let's go to Jason and Irwin. Jason, ask Mark anything. Uh, past or present, who is the hottest diva that you've ever worked with in wrestling? That I've worked with or that I've seen? There's a bit of a that difference there. Yeah, that you've seen. Uh, it's always different strokes. I thought Tammy Sitch in her prime, Sonny, was super oh. hot, but... I'll tell you the one I, I think's the hottest is Brooke Adams, who worked very okay. briefly for WWE when they had the ECW brand and for TNA. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Yeah, let's drool if we can on the air. Leaves the line open, 412-333-9939. Uh, Better Call Saul returns in the fall of 2018. What the frig is taking him song? None of my shows are on right now. No Better Call Saul. No Ray Donovan. Uh, oh, uh, Brockmire's back pretty soon, though, and we're hoping to have Hank Azaria, who is Brockmire, on the program. Let's go to Drew in the car. Drew, you're on with Double M. Uh, good day, Mr. Men. What up? Um, I was curious what uh, your uh, your favorite monster movie was between uh, Goodfellas and Casino. Well, The Godfather's better than both. You would agree to that, I hope. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but between Goodfellas and Casino, yeah, that's a tough one. I'll tell you why. I think Casino's actually the better movie. It's kind of cool to see Robert De Niro as the vulnerable guy to, to, to Joe Pesci. Yeah. But uh, good. But Casino was too long and had yeah, too many yeah. ancillary storylines. So if you made me pick one, I would probably pick Goodfellas. Let's go to 
Stephen in Murraysville. Stephen, ask Mark anything. How are you today? Terrific. Hey, super quick question about your Pino uh, restaurant and grill. And cigar bar, what? Yes, we were just there a couple weeks ago. had a great time. Uh, when did the Mark Madden burger hit the menu? I don't think I saw it. A couple, like about a month ago, I think. Hmm, okay. Maybe three weeks. Okay, that would explain it. So I think we went right around the month. I had the inaugural was- one, and it was delicious, I don't mind telling you. Let's go to uh, Dutt in the car. Dutt, you're on with the Super Genius. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I was just wondering, uh, is it hard for you not to swear on the radio? And- I, I barely swear uh, at all in, in regular conversation. I swore too much last night at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. I was actually embarrassed to have done so. But whenever Stan starts swearing, everybody starts swearing. Don't forget, I'm at uh, the Boulevard in Greensburg tonight, Route 30, for a Penguins viewing party. Be sure to join me. Let's go to Jim in Pleasant Hills. Jim. Ask Mark anything. Hey, what's up, man? I got some questions for you. Go ahead. Why haven't you tried to be a scout yet for the hockey? I'm not qualified to do that. Wouldn't want to do it. What's your next stupid question? Uh, Why are you such a douche? You know what? I used to be a really nice guy. Then your mother and sister corrupted me. And when they went after each other, that was weird. But I kind of liked it. Let's go to Rob in traffic. Rob, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, uh, as a Liverpool fan, who would you like to see them play in the next round of the Champions League? Uh, Either Sevilla, Roma, or Man City. I would be happy with either of those. Sevilla and Roma because I think they're at the bottom end of the talent pool in the Champions League. And uh, Man City because Liverpool play well against Man City. Up next, it's the Hockey Night Show. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.